0: It doesn't matter how old you are in life, you know, as a mother, a happy mom, that healthy mom, it it can be at any age. And that's just our responsibility to make it happen.
1: You're listening to Mom After Hours, a podcast where we talk about the wins and challenges of being a modern mom. For real, we don't sugarcoat and we cover everything that is taboo. And don't you worry, mama, we save the soup for you. Mamas, this Brandy Wytrack host of Mom After Hours. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy day to listen to this podcast. I know mamas have so much on their plate, especially this month with homeschooling and just some mamas working from home, everything that is going on in our world today. And I just want to say thank you for spending a little time with me because I get a little lonely sometimes. So I appreciate the company. (laughs) So today we are talking with Michelle Mansfield about her motherhood experience and how she has zero regrets delaying motherhood. So she was living that Carrie Bradshaw life, totally sex in the city, the partying, the traveling, the nonstop work. And she kind of put motherhood on the back burner. And it wasn't until her late 30s that she made it happen. She digs into the impact that society has on our mothering decisions. I feel like women nowadays are just so bombarded with these messages of like, you need to get married, you need to settle down, you need to have three children, and you have a child, and I when are you having more? And everybody's just telling you how you should be living life, how you should be doing your motherhood journey. And that is not the way it should be. We got to listen to our intuition, we got to listen to our heart, and we got to do what works for us. So Michelle Mansfield, she's a board-certified health coach. She's an author. She's a mother. She actually started her health coaching career after her daughter, Brooklyn, was born, and she works with women with fertility challenges through pregnancy and postpartum wellness. Michelle has certifications from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Cadence Health, Dr. Sears Wellness Institute, and so many more. She is one of those people that just keeps learning and learning and learning. And she also has a book coming out, I Am Amped Up, to talk to Michelle about that sex in the city lifestyle and what made her change her mind settle on down in the burbs, and pop out that baby. Let's dig in, mamas. So Michelle, before we jump into your story, can you share with our listeners a little bit about how your life looked like in your late 20s, early
0: 30s? Uh, well, if there could be a movie about my life in my late 20s, early 30s, I think it would be a little bit of no dazed and confused would be after motherhood, actually. My life before, um, in my early, late 20s, early 30s, I've always had a really outgoing personality in college. I was, you know, life of the party. I had a great group of girls that continued with me after college. We lived in the city and I just didn't want to grow up quite yet. And I always thought that growing up meant having, you know, getting married, having kids, that home in the suburbs, like the very stereotypical grown up life. And, you know, I always thought my parents were old, (laughs) even though... (laughs) I look back and I'm like, my parents were pretty young when they had me and they were like in their forties when I was like in high school. And that's what I am now. And I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm my parents, my old parents now. But, um, yeah, I was. You know, living on my own in the city with girlfriends on my own. Um, so you were
1: living like that sex in the city lifestyle? Yeah.
0: I mean, I had a long-term boyfriend from college, but after we broke up, I had a good two years of being single, kind of the Carrie Bradshaw life minus um, Prada bags and, you know, all that <laughs> fun stuff but we did have that life we went out a lot we had those brunches on sundays just rehashing the weekend smoking a lot of cigarettes <laughs> drinking a lot of cocktails and just it was all about us like it was it was me it was me paying the bills me working like those were my two responsibilities were bills working staying alive and just enjoying life and I got really used to it and I really enjoyed it. Those were the, those were the good old days, weren't they? Oh, that was man, a good, I, was, I,
1: I can relate to, you know, your, your pre-kid life story. Cause I, I was right there with you and it, it it's a big adjustment to change that mindset of all about me and having fun and being with my girlfriends to, settling down in freaking suburbia with kids going to soccer games on the weekends and <laughs> carpooling. Uh, it doesn't sound very appetizing when you're living like that fun city life. How did you like, how did that change then? So you took your time to kind of, you know, sow your oats and you were living that city life, uh, that Carrie Bradshaw life. And it seemed like you were focused on your career a little bit, which seems to be more common nowadays among young, young women. It's not like how it was, like you mentioned, like your parents were, you know, had you young, that's not really happening nowadays. So what kind of made you realize, like, okay, I'm I need I need to grow up a little bit more? Was there more to the picture than, you know, what meets the eye? Were you was it just the fun? Or
0: well, you know, it was a combat, it was something I never expect would happen. So, like I said, I had a long term boyfriend from college. We were together for about seven, eight years and we never got married we did live together i thought i was going to marry him but it was kind of obviously i didn't and um you know i thought that that's what i needed to do to be happy and i wasn't happy with him and i wasn't going to force it anymore i'm like why am i going to force it and be unhappy when I can let go of something and just kind of find who I was. I felt like I was living this girlfriend life and that chasing of the marriage, chasing of, you know, that family life that I thought I should have just because four of my friends had, you know, gotten engaged, married and had children, you know, in the three years right after college. It's like, I felt like people started dropping away from me where I'm like, is this what i'm supposed to do but why am i not feel like feeling it like i'm just not feeling the urge you know after i broke up with my boyfriend i wanted to be free i wanted to like do that cliche finding myself and it wasn't until i met the right person that i wanted to start a family you know it wasn't immediate but i had such a deep love for him that i look back not that I didn't love my ex-boyfriend but it was just very different. I was a totally different person. I think if I met my husband honestly when I was in college or right after college in those 20s, I would never I wouldn't have appreciated him or dated him. I would have been like, "Uh, ah, you're you're too sweet, you're too nice, you're too <laughs> you're too put together. You know what you want," you know? Um so it was really like finding the right person. And it, it took some time. It took a lot of bad dates and it took a lot of tears and learning and growing um, and being by myself, like being alone and having that headspace, waking up alone, having a Saturday alone and read the paper or go to a coffee house. You really have a lot of time to think and not be distracted by all of what you should.
1: Yes. I feel like, you know, society puts so much pressure on women to have the white picket fence and you need to get married. It's like, you know, there's that path. You need to go to high school and then you go to college and then you find love and then you get married and then you pop out kids. You move to suburbia or actually buy a house first and then you have kids. And there's like this saying that that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't, go with the norm, then you're looked at like something is wrong with you or, oh, you're a free bird. Oh yeah. She's, they're never going to settle down and get married or they make it seem like there's a problem when there's more than one path to take in life. And women were more than just our children and in marriage, it's like we're human beings and we all, you know, we have interests, we have lives and we, we want to have fun and do stuff. And yeah, I think it's okay. It's okay to not want marriage soon or to have
0: kids at twenty five years old. You know? Oh my gosh, if I had kids at twenty five, I think about what I was <laughs> doing at twenty five. Oh. Like I thought I wanted, you know, like you sit there because you see everyone else doing it, and you're like, oh yes, I want to meet someone that wants a family. And I'm and in reality, I look back, I'm like, I just wanted to have. Some fun. And, you know, I think the world, the medical world out there as well, puts that pressure on you. I mean, I don't, when I walked into my OBG's office at age 35 talking about, you know, how, well, I haven't been having any luck with getting pregnant. It's been about six months. She had that whole, conversation of you're at high risk and you're over 35 now. And you know, that whole like coming to, you know, like counseling moment where you're like, well, do I have a disease that I don't know about? Like I'm, you know, so that I think pressure is out there too. When you do your annual meeting of like, you know, well, do you guys talk about having children or someone, you know, in your family does that mm-hmm. the moment, like, you know, I felt like at 35, I had like a scarlet letter on me. Like, Ooh, something's wrong. Like yeah, with her, I, cause she's not.
1: So when you were dating to take it back a second, when you were dating that other guy, did children ever come up or yep. so, so he, he was wanting something more and you nope. weren't ready at that point.
0: So nope, it when did you opposite. meet? Oh. He was super involved in his career, which I when we broke up, I honored that. And I still to this day, he went to law school, spent a lot of freaking money on law school, worked his butt off, and always wanted to be a lawyer since he was young. And he worked hundred-hour weeks at least and was never around. Even when we lived together, I felt like I was his roommate and just kind of passing. Um, so we did have like children conversation, like, well, even just the marriage subject, I would say, do you ever want to get married? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, and I'm like, well, we've been dating for seven years and live together, dude. Like when, you know, what are you waiting for? And then I would be like, do you want to have kids? And he's like, I don't know. I don't think so. And that was like, well, what am I doing here? What if I, you know, I didn't want to get pregnant with him right then and there on the couch, but. I was like, I can't be with someone that just continues to, and he continued to tell me that. I don't know. And he just actually had a baby like last year in his 40s. So, you know, he did it when it was right for him. He didn't know, you know, 15 years ago, plus, you know, what he wanted.
1: So since he had told you that you were kind of like, well, I'm, I'm going to have to live this Carrie Bradshaw life for a while. I'm going to have to live that city life for a while because he's, he doesn't want those things. So when you chose to break up with him Mm -hmm. and then I guess, you know, a little bit down the road, you met your husband now and how, how did you meet him and how, like, so what kind of, what story is there? So you met him and then how long after did you guys decide
0: to start a family? Okay. So I went like on the other side of the deep end when it comes to relationships. So my first experience, like seven, eight years, lived together for like four months before I broke up with them and moved out, you know? So that long relationship, you'd think we would have been married. So then, you know, I... Like I said, went on a lot of dates. I was open to anything online dating setups, you name it. I would go to events in the city by myself and just kind of talk to people. I'm, I'd yeah, have that girl, a, a you got some balls. Oh my gosh, I because like I, I, I was writing about <laughs> it though, which was funny. I kept a journal of like all my dating experiences and named it was like Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, I was I about was to say, it, like you people, really were Carrie Bradshaw, leather coat boy. I had like nicknames for all of them. I should go back to it. It's on my old damn Delta. girl. That's sounds like a
1: good book. Oh.
0: Oh yeah, my husband wouldn't appreciate that, but you know, whatever. But,
1: hey, maybe just just show him, "Hey, I'm going to get a paycheck though." Yeah.
0: Well, then the deep end happened and after like a couple years of being single, I was at my stepfather's um 60th birthday. It was a nice big birthday party. My best friend since age 7 was there with her husband who I've known since high school and they were high school sweethearts and They looked at me and they said, we have someone to set you up with. And they aren't the couple that does that. I had a lot of friends throughout those two years that would set me up with anything that had like a male body part. I was like, (sighs) you know, you wake up the next day, you're like, you call your friend, you're like, what was that? Who, that's your friend? Like, you think, like, are you just setting me up with anyone you find on the street? So when my best friend and her husband said that, it just like it struck a little chord. And I looked at them. I'm like, who is it? And cause I've, I've known them for, you know, 37 years now. And I'm like, is this a friend of yours? And her husband looked at me cause I grew up with them and I, I know his friends. I go, please don't tell me it's one of your friends. <laughs> cause I, I knew, and he goes, no. And he's like, it's actually a new friend. And they set me up with him, but it was weird because they laid out his, I'm like, what's his deal? And he's like, they're like, okay, so he's divorced. And I'm like, okay, I was in my early thirties. I'm like, who isn't nowadays? You know, that's my least <laughs> of my concerns. He has kids. And I said, okay, I've never done kids, but I'm open to it. What's next. And they're like, he lives in the suburbs that I live in now, obviously. And they lived there. They lived down the street from me. And I looked at them and I go, no. And they're like that's your like deciding factor. I'm I looked at them. I'm like, I'm working 60 hours a week, traveling, it takes me 2 hours with traffic to get to your house and I pack a bag. When am I going to see this guy? I'm like, are you crazy? And they're like, well, you know, they laid out all this stuff. He's self-employed, so he's got like a lot of freedom with his schedule, good relationship with the ex-wife, you know, blah blah blah. So it took like months of them like kind of poking me And I finally was like, my friend looks at me and she's like, it's not like you have to marry him. Just go on like one date. So we did. And I called her the next morning. She's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I'm moving to the suburbs. Oh my God. And she goes, what? And I said, I'm totally moving. And six months later, when my lease was done, I packed my bags and I moved. It was like the Beverly Damn Hillbillies. Girl, I moved Beverly, but love. the opposite. Yeah. But you wow. know what?
1: He must've like really put on the charm on that first he, yes. day in those dates, man. Yes.
0: in 12 years this month we'll be married. We date, we, I lived th- with him for like a year and a half before the wedding. So my confidence, like people were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it doesn't work out. I'm a smart girl. I've lived on my own. I've got a job. I know how to pay my bills. I'll move back to the city. I've moved how many times now? You know, it's like, that's the least of my concerns of if another relationship doesn't work out. But what if it does? And I let it, like, what if I let this go? My, I, I needed to trust that gut. My gut for the first time in a while was saying yes.
1: Wow. So he was married before. Did he yeah. have children Yes. Okay. So yes. so you were going to be coming possibly a stepmom and at that point when you were moving to the suburbs like what what age were you at?
0: I was 31. 31, so your early
1: 30s and then you said you were together for about a year and a half. So So after the year and a half, so you guys ended up getting married. Did you guys have the talk about kids? Obviously, probably before you got married, or was it one of those things like it happens, it happens.
0: Well, you know, I wanted it at least based on my experience. I wanted to at least have that come to Jesus moment of, I know you have two kids already that are grown. Like they were in elementary school when I met them. They're now in their twenties, and I said, Do you want more kids? because I wanted him to be honest with me, because if it was no, I was right back in the boat I was in before. And at that point, I didn't know for sure I wanted kids, but I wanted the option if I did decide. My maternal little light wasn't on quite yet. I think I was also just in that shock of like, I've got two kids in elementary school that are with us 50% of the time and you know, living in the house too. So, you know, I, but I wanted to at least know that it was in his mind and hopefully being honest with me. And he said, yes, it's like, I don't know if I want like six kids. And I'm like, no, I don't either. So we on the same page, (laughs) at least
1: you were on the same page
0: that would take me to the wedding. And, you know, after that, I kind of was like, I wanted to spend time with his kids and get to know them, um, and create that like family unit before. That you know, baby came in. If we were blessed to have a baby, so we spent a good few years with the kids traveling, you know, time with them. You know, and I'm so happy we did that. I'm really glad that we didn't bombard them with a wedding because their mom was actually getting married about the same time. So two bombardments of like this new situation. I wanted to give them time to adjust. So then that took us, you know, we were about together for about five years before we even started, you know, really trying.
1: Wow. That's awesome. So did you, so then you probably would have been about what? So 36? 36? Yeah. So I
0: had Brooklyn when I was 36. So like 30 late. Yeah. So it was like four years that we were, you know, together before.
1: So when you guys first started dating, so that was good that you guys are both on the same page. And I remember reading on your website that you struggled a little bit at first, you went to a wedding in Mexico and then where you were staying at, there was like a three-day party and there's 40 gay men and that changed your motherhood trajectory. Can you kind of explain that situation and how it impacted your motherhood journey?
0: Yeah. So I had a wedding that I was in. So we spent a few days prior to the wedding alone and we just stayed at a resort um, away from the wedding just to have that time together until the chaos started So I remember walking down poolside with my, you know, straight suburban husband and looking at this colorful pool filled with Speedos, men with belts on their bathing suits, (laughs) waving these lighted, like glow, like little balls around in the air, music's blasting margaritas at like 9 a.m. And I'm like, (gasps) this is paradise <laughs> and i looked at my husband and he definitely is not homophobic but he like is grown up very sheltered in that area where he's like his eyes were like saucers and i came from the hospitality industry where that was like those are like my people and i was like oh we're going to have the best time and he looked at me and he's like i thought this was supposed to be relaxing and i'm like it will be so anyways cut to the story. We end up bonding with all these men like every day, you know, those three days we would, we went out to dinner with some of them, whatever. And my motherhood journey started in the pool and I don't even need a cocktail to spill my guts to a gay man. So any new moms out there, I think we all need like a gay man to like, let all of our feelings out because (laughs) they've got this like aura around them where you feel comfortable. And they just like, they just like, um, confirm everything and they just validate you, they make you feel amazing and gorgeous. And you just spill everything and you're like, you are my best friend. Come live with me, please. And I still yeah. say that I want it, you know a gay nanny. And that <laughs> just hangs out with me. Yeah. Like, like
1: um Will and Grace. Like if I could have Will, oh my gosh, if oh. Will could live with me or be my daughter's nanny. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, life would be amazing.
0: And then we would like stay up at night and watch Netflix when the baby goes down for bed, you know, and then the oh, husband's yeah. just like, where am I fitting in this picture? But anyway, <laughs> so I found, um, I had that moment at the pool, 9.00 AM with a margarita and, uh, a gentleman I was talking to who coincidentally lived in the city and, um, was a health coach And he said, you know, we started talking and I don't know why I unleashed that. I had, you know, it'd been six months and something wasn't working, getting pregnant. My gynae said, you know, wait a year and then let's talk. So kind of brushing it off, you know, which there probably wasn't anything crazy wrong with me, but you know, I just felt like, Oh, okay. I don't know if I want to wait another year, but okay, whatever. I'm I'm supposed to be high risk in this, like you know, you're worried about me. But wait, you know, come talk to me if it's been a year. So this um, health coach, um, we started talking. He was so amazing. I told him like my whole story. My husband's off, like laying out, looking at me, like why are you telling him everything? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll never see him again. Who knows? But I found out, you know, he lived in the city. And he's like, I'm starting my practice. I kind of would love if you would be like my guinea pig. And I would love to work with you and see if like, you know, I can help you in any way, just get your body to an area where it's ready to have a baby, you know, a baby. I mean, he knew a lot. It was a very serious convo for Puerto Vallarta over margaritas (laughs) at 9 a.m.
1: It's like, it was kind of fate, you know, because you were kind of going through some things and you're wanting to have a child and, you know, you're struggling a little bit. And then you met this You met 40 gay men, but one man in particular kind of coached you and helped you to get there. And you seem like you stopped worrying a little bit and things just kind of, I don't know, seemed like it kind of just happened. It was that accurate or how?
0: Yeah. You know, he didn't, you know, what was nice is he made me feel like it was possible. He didn't make me feel like my doctor did like this concern and that I'm old or this and all these like qualifications. All his focus was is girlfriend, let's get this body to be like the temple and the Taj Mahal to house this baby and you're going to do it. And he, I remember him looking over. I was very honest about my lifestyle, what I ate, drank, what I did with exercise, all that stuff. And he looked it over, came to me and he's like, girlfriend, we've got, we got work to do. (laughs) And I was, I was drinking a lot because of my job and entertaining and I was late nights traveling, not exercising. It was very stressful. I had a lot of stuff going on and three months later I was dedicated to what we met weekly we, he touched base with me throughout the week as well. And I did what he told me to do. And then some, I took it seriously. And within three months, 90 days, which they say that kind of, when I did my um, health coach, one of my health coach certifications in fertility, they say that, you know, unless there's something else going on, obviously, but that, that 90 day area is when that egg health can really amplify if you do some good things to your body. So it made sense that like three months later, I had that positive pregnancy test, and he was like the second person I called. Obviously, I called my husband. He was out of town. And then he was my second, and he looked at me. His company was called Naturally Fortified. He goes, Our first naturally fortified baby. And he was. <laughs> And we kept in touch after that. It takes a village in many ways, even if it's a gay man. You know, I I was so
1: blessed. It's good to have a cheerleader in your corner. He was such a
0: cheerleader. He made me feel that anything was possible. I was excited. I was, I loved being pregnant. Uh, I mean, love is a strong word, but I really enjoyed being pregnant. Had a great pregnancy and I owe it to him too because we continue to work together so I believe that, you know, a lot of the way I felt and how I was throughout my pregnancy was him by my side still. I, I really valued him throughout that time.
1: And you know how your doctor was nervous about your pregnancy because of your age and everything. You said that you had an enjoyable pregnancy. So you didn't even ha- you didn't have any issues whatsoever.
0: I was active throughout my pregnancy. I of course indulged in certain things, but my lifestyle continued and I viewed it as a lifestyle. I wasn't looking at it as a diet or restrictions or anything that was temporary. I looked at this as, you know, I can still have a cocktail or dessert or other things in life, but I, you know, with pregnancy, especially, you know, I had this being inside of me and I just had this mentality that I was doing it for her. But in reality, it became such a habit and way of life just living this way and eating the way I was. And I was also, you know, meditating, yoga, all of the things that were just feeding my brain as well. I was a really healthy, high risk, you know, mother. I had no issues. I had no morning sickness. Not that that, you know, means anything, but I had nothing to complain about throughout my pregnancy. And I look back at pictures. I'm like, damn, I I looked good. You know, I loved, you know how I felt and looked and glowed and I think it was just an amazing experience. Would I do it again? No. No, but, why not? Why not? Well, I'm do- you know what? It's the motherhood part. It's the motherhood part. And you know what? You know this I hate to say this but the age I am at now, I'm good with one. And I'm confident with one. My energy is definitely different than it was in my 20s and 30s. I don't consider that like, you know, horrible, but it is different when you're 44 chasing after a child. And, you know, your mind is just, you know, exhausted, I think, a little bit more. I don't know, be, the age I'm at now and all the experience I've had as well, you know, motherhood has been very challenging. I, Reminisce about a lot of stuff because of all the experiences and dec- you know years I had. I re- miss having that really solid career. I miss a lot of things, and I I don't know if I you know if I had a baby when I was twenty three, I would never have experienced those things and and known any different. So I don't know, you know, motherhood probably would have been a whole different story if I had Brooklyn in my early twenties.
1: Yeah. And if you had had her in your early twenties and you had been with that other guy and it would have been, uh. yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big believer. You know, everything happens for a reason and timing and you know how timing is already planned out. Like there's already a designated time when you were supposed to have children and you, you lived some really good years, you know, you got to have that Carrie Bradshaw life. And even though you pushed back your motherhood journey until your late 30s, it all panned out. And I think that that's an important message to share because a lot of us always fall prey to what society expects of us. And you decided to go to the beat, you know, follow the beat of your own drum. And you're like, you know what? I, I know that I want to have kids. I don't know. I don't want know if I want to have them right now, but I want to be able to have that ability to have kids if if I can. So you made the choice to be with someone who was open to that and you continue to live your life. And once you were ready to have kids, then you decided to embark on that journey. And you didn't fit in that little box that society tries to put women in where you have to have kids before you're 30. Or if you're hitting 35 and you don't have children, something's wrong with you. So I commend you for sticking with what you wanted to do and not listening to what everybody else is saying you should have done. So you
0: know, in being an quote unquote older mom or old mom, I as a health coach, I know this is, you know, my career and this is what I'm passionate about, but I sincerely believe that what you put in your body how you move in life, who you surround yourself with, what you put in your brain and read and listen to and all of that, that brings vitality in youth. Because I've met women in their early 30s that I swear are like 50 years old because they're just not taking care of themselves. They look tired because they are. They, you know, aren't, they don't have energy because they're not fueling themselves with the things that they should, that they deserve to have. And that's a long journey that, you know, uh, that women sometimes have to take. And it's scary to completely change your lifestyle. But I believe I don't fall into that old mom stereotypical role because of how I I found a way to take care of my body and live the best life I possibly can. And I'm very serious about it. I look, I have a woman in my life that's in her fifties and this has nothing to do with plastic surgery. I'm not against it, but you know, anything like that. And I look at her and she is so gorgeous. She's got the little smile lines. She's got beautiful skin. She does. She's a yoga instructor. She does meditation classes. She, the things she eats and cooks and the people she's with, I look, I'm like, that's, I want that in my fifties. Not exactly like I want my own life. Yes. But she inspires me like taking care of yourself as a mom. It doesn't matter how old you are in life, you know, as a mother, a happy mom, that healthy mom, it it can be at any age. And that's just our responsibility to make it happen. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate. So
1: you are saying a lot of great things that hand out for you, despite, you know, waiting till 35, 38, late thirties to have children. Was there anything that was challenging for you once you made that decision to have children later in life?
0: When I moved here before I had Brooklyn, it was hard to find friends period because being at least in my suburb, I'm sure all the suburban moms can relate you know, it was all a lot, mostly moms that I would, inter, you know, see out and about if, you know, and my husband and I kind of did our own thing anyways. He, he's not one to make new friends anyways. I'm sure many out there can relate to that with their, with their spouses, but I was working a lot in the city still. So I spent most of my time in the city during the week, even on the weekends, cause I still had friends out there because I wasn't really finding anyone out here. Everyone I would find, like, it would be like my best friend's, you know, group of friends, she would invite me to go out to dinner with them. And I'd be like, everyone's talking about their freaking kids. Like, shut up. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm sitting there like sipping my margarita again. (laughs) Where's my gay man next to me to (laughs) sidebar with where's, you know? And so my friend would say to me, oh, when you have kids, you know, you'll make friends. And I did. I had, so I had Brooklyn pop goes the weasel. There she is. And I wasn't finding anyone. Half of it was, I was kind of isolated in this house. But even if I would try a meetup or a mommy and me something, I'd look around. I'm like, like, did everyone just like graduate college here, you know? And and I felt like, I'm like, do I look old or do they know how old I am? And I would talk to them and just kind of didn't relate to a lot of things. I felt like, I don't know, I just wasn't connecting. And then my friend's like, oh, well, once she's in school, you know, I'm in a totally different stage than all of you. I have a newborn, and I have no one to talk to about this stuff. And I don't want to talk to my mom because I don't know why. And I'm not talking to my husband. I don't know why. But I couldn't find anyone to talk to. And it wasn't to I like kind of just let that age barrier down and just focused on, okay, regardless of age, I'm not going to connect with everyone. And that's normal. So when I go to something quiet the voices down and all the preconceived notions that I think are going to happen. I'm not going to meet anyone. Everyone's going to be 12, you know, blah, 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 and I'm old. Just quiet the voices and just pay attention and listen to the gut of that connection with someone. Age is just kind of a number. Yes, you're going to have different experiences. There may be some immaturity and things and whatever, or, you know, disconnect, but I think that's friendships in general.
1: So do you feel like you're at that point where you've kind of come into your own with regards to your identity and like confidence? I always hear from my friends who are in their 40s and they talk about how they reach this point where they have that confidence and that like, I don't give a fuck, take me as I am. And I like where you kind of just feel comfortable in your skin and you start feeling
0: somewhat comfortable in motherhood. Is that something that you experienced? Yes. So as much as I had, you know, as the identity crisis that I had, the many identity crises, I think that was me. I have a personality where I hang on to the past a lot. And I think that contributed to my depression, you know, when I did, Have Brooklyn amongst other situations in my life that my mom brought up. I think I just have a tendency when there's a lot, a huge change, I look back. I look back and I miss, long for, and I really had to work hard therapy, books, podcasts, you name it, and my own, you know, health coaching and trying to find my own way to what I was not, you know, at that moment and today. And I just, I've spent so much time with that personal development world to find that inner confidence and to find the person that I really was. It wasn't based on the career I had. It wasn't based on me living in the city. It wasn't based on what I did and where I traveled. That was that doesn't make up the mother and woman that I am. You know, I had to find the characteristics and qualities and what I loved about myself and what others loved about me. And really hone in on those qualities to create, and and because I've, you know, found these and connected with them, it's made me an amazing mother that I'm grateful for. I find myself blessed to have Brooklyn at the age I did. I don't know if I had that drive and energy to find those things when I was in my 20s and 30s. I was a little bit lost and just all over the place and a little bit self-centered and not in a good way. Now I have more openness to learning and, you know, meeting people and learning from my daughter and just experiencing things to create a happy woman, a happy wife and a happy mother and as much as I can. And it's not every day, but that's when I just go back to my resources, go back to my tools, my podcasts, my books and things and friends and good people around me to reconnect to the person I really, you know, am today. And I am I am so proud of myself. I love the skin I am I'm in and I don't have any regrets of when I had Brooklyn yeah. and how it happened, but that's taken time. It yeah. wasn't a switch. It's been time and lots of work.
1: Well, I'm happy to hear that though. I'm I'm happy to hear that you feel comfortable in your skin and I feel like, you know, with motherhood, no matter what age, you start that journey, you do experience a level of, you know, an identity crisis and you learn more about yourself and you're kind of forced to grow up a lot. So even if you just, you know, whether you had a child at 25 or 35, nothing prepares you for motherhood. And the things that you experience really open your eyes and you, you learn so much, not just about taking care of a child, but what you are truly capable of as a woman and truly capable of, Of as a mother, I always tell my friends and family, you know, that are interested in, or like not my, well, like my cousins and stuff that don't have children, I tell them to wait. And it's like, I see so many, and I don't know if it's like going back, but like my sister and some friends I've have, they are like in their early twenties, they're like, they want to start their family. And I'm starting to see this shift where they're like, no, I want to have kids. Or maybe it's because they want to have a lot of kids, but I'm always like, wait, wait until you're at least 30. Try to wait till you're 35. If you can, unless you want like five kids or something or several kids, then yeah, you might need to start a little bit earlier. But I'm always like, advocating. If you can try to wait to your late thirties, because I feel, and this is obviously my experience, Mike, you have less regrets. You're able to, you know, try to work the ladder. If you are wanting to move up in your career, you're able to maybe, you know, travel and do all those things that might be a little more challenging to do when you have a family, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're we're used to, you know, before kids, yeah, I could buy $50 face wash. And yeah, I could treat myself to facials and doing all this fancy stuff and traveling the world all the time, you know, and I without a second, you know, glance at my budget. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." Well, now, yeah, it's different. And I think that if I would have started my motherhood journey earlier, I think that I might have had some regrets or I would feel like FOMO, like, "Oh, man, I can't do this anymore." And I still have those days sometimes where I'm like, shit, man, like I have friends that want to book a last minute trip. And I'm like, I can't, I've got children. I'm like, I can't do it. You
0: can't do it now. Yes. Yes. I you can't do it be. now,
1: but I will eventually, but I, I still, I'm still glad that, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm an old mom too. Like I, I had my daughter at thir- almost 36 years old. So I definitely support what you went through and the feelings that you have. I kind of have those same feelings as well.
0: Well, and get, to, you know, when, with your point of waiting, I think it's a great idea to get to know your spouse, your partner, whoever you're building this family with. And like me, if you have stepchildren, sometimes these blended families come into play. Getting to know, I love that we. I got to know my stepkids beyond the baby because once that baby came, it was all baby. And that my relate, you know, my husband. I neglected my husband. I kind of like put him to the wayside, and my stepkids probably as well. And I, you know, creating that really solid relationship and spending time together. Go on vacation together. Do this. Do that. Have those that free time and just, you know just build that love because once that baby comes, I mean, you're. it's just different and things can get neglected. But if you've got the foundation built, it can just make things a little bit easier and you could trust things a little bit more when you've built that foundation.
1: That is such good advice. Yes. You're right. You've got to have that foundation. You need a partner that not just loves you but truly knows you and can see when you need help, can see when you're struggling and who is going to be by your side to help you go through motherhood cuz I mean early motherhood is extremely difficult, but we we experience a lot of different things in motherhood and I feel like, you know, most men don't understand, you know, like they'll see like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like my husband will make fun of me sometimes that I'm posting, you know, these memes about motherhood is hard. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm not even going to try to break it down to you. I'm not even going to try, <laughs> but I'm like, he supports me in so many ways. And I feel like if, if we hadn't had that strong foundation you know, it I, I couldn't I don't know what would have happened, but I know what happens to a lot of people. You know, I know what happens to my friends and a lot of them have had children and within those first couple of years have had to file for divorce because they didn't have that solid foundation. So just another reason why not to rush into kids right after you get married.
0: Spend that time on your own really reflecting if it's outside influences or if you and if you want to have kids at twenty one years old and you know it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, You know, so, but honor what you really want and really hone in and connect with what you really want and just make sure it's not because other things around you are making you feel that way. Do what
1: you want to do. Live the life that you want. You don't need to follow the status quo of what society and everybody says you need to follow this certain path or you need to do it this way because that's the way it's been done for a hundred years no, break the mold. You do you. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Absolutely. Be better than what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. So, Michelle, you have a book that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Can you share with our <sighs> listeners a little bit about your book and maybe some opportunities they might have to read it before it hits the bookshelves?
0: Yeah, well, this book is definitely a labor of love. When I started it like a few years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll jam this thing out. And then I kept reading from, you know, some of my author friends out there that it could take like a few years where I'm like, oh no, I'm going to bust this out. And three years later, editing, editing, changing mom feedback, interviews. It's like, this is definitely this baby that needs to be born. But I am finishing some editing where I'm looking for some beta readers. And what that means is just moms out there that can give me feedback and tell me, you know, if the book sucks, what they like about it, maybe some things they went through that I maybe blanked out of my own life that I could address in the book. I, I want what matters to you because I want this book to cater to your readers and moms out there. Um, So the first 20 people, um, I'm going to pick 20 beta readers, go on my website and a little thing pops up to sign up for my emails. So that's all you need to do. Not only do you get like a little freebie, I have some momspirational cards that you can print out at home. You'll get in your email box, but I will then have your name and the first 20 people to sign up for my email list will be chosen to be a beta reader and I'll reach out to them via email personally to get that rolling. I I need, I need moms out there to help me. I can't, again, I keep saying this. It takes a village. I need that help around me and I value it. I value all your voices out there and want this book to be something that you can't put down. And I think it will be.
1: So what's your website? Where can we find you if we'd like to
0: follow along on your motherhood journey or maybe join your Facebook group? Why doesn't everyone just come and move in with me? I'll yes. give you my address. Oh, I'd move in with you. Yeah. Show up, yes. We'll have our <laughs> own Golden Girls because like, we're yes. all old, mo- old moms living <laughs> together, right? Yes. Um, so my website is very simple. I my name is spelled Michelle is spelled with two L's. It's Michelle Mansfield, author, all one word. dot com. And my Instagram um, that you can follow me for some funny Instagram stories and just real mom thoughts and things that I share is happy family project. That's happy underscore family underscore project. If you want to join my private Facebook group where I get a little bit more detailed about things and you can share more and I can see it more uh the honest mom project you can find that on facebook
1: well i've been following along with you for a while now and you are so much fun you're you have a cool personality i love the uplifting just the quotes the stories that you share on your website and on your instagram i've been fortunate to meet michelle in person and she is just as genuine and beautiful and amazing as she sounds on air as she is in person, so
0: oh, you guys will not like want to miss. You are my people, like you are the one, like one another person, and there aren't many. I'm not saying you should feel you know flattered or anything, but I want you to know how important. <laughs> I want you to feel know how important you are and how amazing you are. That I don't bring many people into my life that closely anymore, just because I want to make sure I give that space to the the people that really matter in my life. And you are one of those people that I, Aww. when I met, I was like, I did that whole, you know, Oh yeah, she's, she's my people that really that instant gut instinct.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Well, you're thank amazing. You for sharing that.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all you share your, I love your podcast. I'm honored, honored to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to mom after hours. That was
1: Michelle Mansfield. I learned so much when I became a mom, but the biggest takeaway I got from Michelle is you do you and you don't let society dictate when you should have kids or anything else for that matter. If you'd like to learn more about Michelle, check out the show notes at momafterhours.com forward slash episodes. Love you, mamas. Bye.